Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We take a Kessel run through some major Star Wars news. Marvel made our day with an MCU explosion. Get your whips ready because Indy is back in action. And we get all kinds of Disney Plus goodness showing you a whole new world. It's Distance Nerding. You are now listening to Distance Nerding. He's Young Phil. And he's Jamez 5000. And we're here to nerd together. Wait, were we supposed to do that at the same time? We're supposed to. We always do it at the same time. Oh, okay. Well, we're here to nerd together? Nope. Moment's over. Darn it. We're talking anything pop culture, movies, music, food, wrestling, whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Guys, just make sure to give us a follow on our social meds, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Distance Nerding. So this episode is kind of special. We're going to be covering specifically the Disney Investor Meeting. Huge news all around. It was a Comic-Con level event, and I didn't even know it was coming. Yeah. So this episode is going to be completely download heavy. But first, let me get a shout out. Big shout out to at Jungle Bry for this amazing new sexy distance nerding logo. Mm, so sexy. I'm sexy and I know it. Man, it was super fun to work with Jungle Bry on this. Such a cool dude. He's a ex-Funko designer. Uh, we got hooked up with him from Dave from Average Nerds. So shout out to Average Nerds for hooking us up with Jungle Bry. Such such a cool experience to get your own logo. Yeah. It's and it and it looks so cool and clean. I mean, at, by this point, you guys have all seen it, right? And this new logo we have is is top notch. And if you haven't seen it, look at your phone because it's the album artwork. Yeah, how are you listening podcast. to us and you haven't seen our logo? So uh, make sure you follow Jungle Bry. He has his own podcast, has his own Twitch channel. Follow at Jungle Bry on IG and Twitter and Twitch. You want your own awesome logo? DM him at Jungle Bry. Yeah, get up in them DMs. Hello. Hello. Speaking of new distance nerding stuff, shout out to Jay Curry. We got to work with a super talented producer on our own theme music for the show. This is amazing. Yeah, we put a lot of work into this theme song, and he was receptive the entire time, and the music that he came up with was amazing. Jay was so awesome. He's passionate, so fun to collaborate with. It was fun just talking to him about about the music and like the vibe we wanted. That was so cool. Yeah, and and it just turned out exactly the way that we felt that it should be. Yeah, so shout out to Jay. Uh, Make sure to check out the show notes because we put Jay's link tree and all his stuff right there in our show notes. Yeah, so you can go ahead and just make sure you catch him on all the social media and where he posts his music because I'm telling you guys that the music is great. So check out Jay and at Jungle Bry for all things amazing. Get your own logo and theme music. That's pretty cool. All right, guys, we're going to get right into it, and this is the only thing we're covering on this episode. It's time for the download. So Disney Investors Day 
sounds super boring and like you're wearing a suit. Boring. Yeah, um, I, I don't immediately get excited for this. It sounds like it is just a boring meeting. But this Disney Investors Day was like the Comic-Con of all Comic-Cons. Again, was not expecting this. When I saw the news start coming up, I, I started freaking. Yeah, there's so much news that came out of this. Um, let me cover some of the like key points to it. But Disney w- is going to heavily focus on direct-to-consumer. So what does that mean? They're going to focus on Disney+. Plus. So Disney's going to focus on their 86.8 million subscribers and only look to increase that. Holy crap, it's real! That's crazy. So it's going to be a lot of like films coming out in theaters and films coming out right to Disney Plus. So that hybrid approach. And this just makes me want to watch Disney Plus even more. You know, like we we have friends that we know that don't subscribe to Disney Plus anymore because they felt they weren't getting anything. Just with everything they announced, this is just ridiculousness. Huge, huge. So they also talked about Hulu, FX, ESPN Plus coming out with more content, just expanding on all the content that's coming. So Disney is going all in on direct to consumer content. Yeah. And I mean, that's the right way to go. The way that things are moving now. Yeah. So the meat and potatoes of this, we're getting 10 Marvel shows, 10 Star Wars shows, 15 Disney and Pixar original shows, and 15 Disney and Pixar original films coming in the next few years. Yeah, that's intense, man. That's that's a lot of content coming out. But again, it's the right direction. It's where they need to move so that they can continue to get people to subscribe to Disney Plus, but also keep the users that they already have. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree with you on this, but let's get into some of it because some of it is small, but you know, this could be big news if if you're into it. So like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's going to be on Hulu and FX and it got <laughs> renewed for four more seasons. Whether on, are they on like season 50 now? Like how many seasons right. does Sunny have now? You know, after these four seasons, <laughs> they will be the longest running sitcom. Really? Yeah, something crazy like that. That's intense, man. Yeah, I think I, that's what they're going for is that they just want the record. That show is so crazy and just everything in there. Who's your favorite character on It's Always Sunny? Charlie. Damon. Damon. Fighter of the night, man. Charlie. Charlie. Uh, I've always been a Mac guy, dude. I yeah. love Mac because he's he's kind of like that hybrid douche but funny yeah. guy at the same time. Charlie and I are going to handle this situation. Sweet D is always, she's classic. I yeah. love Sweet D. Sweet D is amazing. All right, so that was Hulu and FX. FX is also developing an Aliens series. Game over, man. It's game over. No. Yeah, so it's going to be um, show run by Noah Hawley, and it's set on Earth, and that's all we know so far. They're also coming out with a Shogun show, which emulates kind of like a Game of Thrones type vibe. Winter is coming. But based on true stories like happening in Japan. So it's almost like Game of Thrones, but in Japan. Dude. Oh, man. I'm thinking about how cool it's going to be to see Samurai, Shogun, uh, probably see some ninja and things like that. Because remember, ninjas developed because they were fighting uh, samurai. And just kind of seeing like a Game of Thrones-esque, like everybody's backstabbing each other kind of show. That just seems like it's crazy. And everybody's trying to do Game of Thrones now, right? So I wonder how successful they're going to be with this. I mean, Disney is really good at investing uh, into their properties. So I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. All right. So let's move on to some Disney stuff since that's what we're here for. (laughs) Oh, man. So as far as Disney films go, so keep in mind, this is Disney 
plus Fox plus whatever else they own. So right. here's just let me just rattle some stuff off. Right, Jungle Cruise, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt, is coming out in July of 2021. Okay, still waiting on that. We've been waiting for that for like a year. Mm-hmm. Lion King is getting a prequel. Oh God. Directed by Barry Jenkins. Okay. I'm interested in knowing what the story on that's going to be. Yep. Long live the king. The Little Mermaid live action movie, which we've already talked about, and you know, and it's been announced a long time ago. They're getting some new songs and original songs in the film. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Uh, there's going to be a Chippendales hybrid animation live action film coming. Kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but with Chippendale, I guess. With I the know. Rescue Rangers? Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's coming. Um, and I think Andy Samberg is connected to it. So it, it'll probably be pretty funny. Oh, looking at this, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are they playing Chippendale? I have no... Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, probably. Oh, man. Uh, Just think of, like, John Mulaney's kind of draw and his lazy voice. I I think that he played Spider-Ham really great. So I think it'd be funny to see John Mulaney as either Chip or Dale. Yeah, it'll it'll be cool. It'll be fun. We're also getting um, an Enchanted sequel. Okay. Sister Act 3 with Whoopi Goldberg. So Whoopi's back. Whoopi is back. Uh, that's going to be awesome. Cruella is coming out um, soon. I don't know if it's 2021. They didn't announce it, but there was like a, a sizzle reel for Cruella with Emma Stone. Yeah, so Emma Stone is playing Cruella DeVille, correct? Yep. Okay. They, they announced The King's Man is coming uh, March 12th. 2021. Okay. That's another one that I'm excited for because yeah. I do love the Kingsman uh, series. The both movies I thought were great. Obviously the first one was better, but yeah. uh, the concept of this I thought was really good. Yeah. That's going to be a long running franchise. I hope it is man. Cause the whole idea was they took a comic book concept and they wanted to make a over the top James Bond film and, and they achieved that on so many levels. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds, which I guess was originally supposed to be on Fox, right? Right. So that got a new release date of May 21st. Right. That's the video game movie. So that's the one where he is a NPC in a video game Mm -hmm. and becomes self-aware and becomes a, a user. So I think that that is a great concept and I would love, I love anything Ryan Reynolds is in, not only because he's Deadpool, but I mean, everything he's in is funny to me. Yeah, that'll be fun. Ah, fake laugh, hiding real pain. Let's move on. So, mm-hmm. Disney Animated and Pixar is coming out with a bunch of stuff, too. So, we got Raya and the Last Dragon. It's a new animated Disney film. is coming out March 5th, 2021. Released in theaters and on Disney Plus premiere access. Okay. So, just like Mulan, you got to pay for it a little bit, so. Okay, uh, I don't know too much about Ray and the Last Dragon to be honest, but it's I'm a, interested in seeing a brand new more. IP, brand yeah. new IP for them. Yeah, yeah, no, because I, I, um, I've seen the um, the concept like ideas that they've talked about, but I actually haven't seen the art and anything. So uh, I probably have to check in a little more on this one. Go check that one out. It's a beautiful looking film. Nice. I'm probably gonna have to check that. Yeah. So Baymax from Big Hero Six. Yes, Baymax is getting his own series on Disney Plus. So that'll be fun. Zootopia is also getting a series on Disney Plus called Zootopia Plus. Can you be any more on the nose with that? (laughs) I know, right? Zootopia Plus. All I want to know is, is Flash going to be in it? Flash, Flash, 100-yard dash. 
He will be in it. The sloth. The sloth from the from the original film. Yeah, he'll be in it. Oh, he was the best, right? That long draw and twenty minutes to say two words. It was great. Ha, ha, ha. That is coming spring of twenty twenty two. Also coming to Disney Plus is Tiana the series. So that's Princess Tiana from Princess and the from Frog. Princess and the Frog. Yeah, no, the, um, Jackie got me onto that. Princess yeah. and the Frog was really good. So it'll be like a long form musical comedy series hmm. of like her adventuring through like the New Orleans area. So okay, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's, that actually does sound pretty cool. Uh, I'm interested in seeing that. Yep. My name Ramon, but if I call me Rick. In more series news, Moana. No. Is getting her own series. Okay, is Dwayne Johnson attached to this? I, I really want to know if we're gonna see. Dwayne Johnson back and just the characters. Moana was so good. I love Moana and we watch it all the time in my house. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Um, it's coming in 2023 to Disney plus. So they got a long time to try to get some money to pay the rock. I don't think it's the money. I think it's the schedule. I think because the rock has such a jam packed schedule, that would be the issue. I, I can see them holding out to get Dwayne Johnson on here because 2023 is a long ways away. Yeah. So what can I say except you're welcome. And then we have another new series called Uwaju. And excuse me if I'm butchering that, but it's going to be a new original series, which translates to the future. And it's set in Nigeria and explores themes of class and challenges of the status quo in Nigeria. And that arrives in 2022. That's interesting, man. Again, another thing that I'm interested in, in watching, they, they're hitting it way out of the park with these ideas. Yeah. You know, so again, I'm interested in seeing this because we don't see enough about the living situation in, in, in Africa here, at least here in the U S so I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. A big theme of what Disney's doing these days is representation. Yeah. Right. So it's running through the movies, Disney Plus, the parks, you know, like Tiana is getting her own attraction and restaurant inside um, Disneyland. So, right. Things are changing. um, They're replacing the uh, Splash Mountain, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's going to get rethemed. Right. Right. Me me and Jackie had a discussion about this a while back, and it was actually her idea. But she was saying, like, you know, with the problematic issues that Splash Mountain does have because of the ties of the movie that it's coming from, she was saying that it would be good to just retheme the whole thing as Princess and the Frog because it's already there. It's already in New Orleans. It makes sense. And now they're doing that. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what the attraction is going to be, but also, you know, just kind of the entire thing, like getting the representation of a, of a, a black princess. I, I mm-hmm. think that is great. Speaking of representation, we know what the 60th animated film of Disney will be. And okay. it's a Lin-Manuel Miranda project. Oh, so it's my people. It's your people. <laughs> Entitled Encanto. Encanto. Okay. This is, I, I didn't see much on this. They said they did a little quick teaser on it. But of course, by the title Encanto, it, it was it was about music. So this little teaser was about the music playing throughout this house in okay. Columbia, which is, it sounded really cool. So I, I'm fully supporting this. It's coming out November 24th of 2021. Oh, nice. So it's, it's not too far away. Not not far away at all. And this was like a formerly untitled Disney animated project that they were talking about. But now that they've released the title and it's a Lin-Manuel Miranda project. So yeah, I mean, the, the, the man writes gold. So I mean, I would, oh, yeah. I would love, I'm excited to see it. 
last on the, my little list here, we have Lightyear. This is actually a really interesting one. Lightyear, it's starring Chris Evans as the inspiration for the character Buzz Lightyear. So, interesting. So not a lot of not a lot of uh, knowledge on this yet. Not a lot has been released besides. It's got Chris Evans, and he's going to be playing some character that inspires the toy Buzz Lightyear. Hmm. So he's not going to be like a space ranger, is he? Like, because apparently in this universe, I would assume that space rangers don't exist. I bet he's going to be playing like, and th- again, this is an animated film. So I bet it's going to be like a um, he's an astronaut mm-hmm. that inspires the character of Buzz Lightyear, if that makes sense. Right, right. So he's going to be almost like if Woody was inspired by Clint Eastwood or something like that. Right. He's more like inspired by Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm intrigued. I really want to see this one, and it comes out June 17th of 2022. Okay, so a little bit of time, but I mean, yeah, again, that sounds like a kind of a cool concept. Yep. To infinity and beyond! So that was Disney animated. So Disney Plus is also getting a ton of original stuff. A ton. Oh, man. And I, I mean, I guess I can just rattle through this. Turner and Hooch is getting a reboot. Um, Big Shots, which is about, like, a women's basketball team uh, with John Stamos as like the coach. Wait, Turner and Hooch. Dad's got to bring it back real quick. Josh Peck. Peck. Oh, that's going to be funny, man. Josh Peck is a, is a funny guy. Beauty and the Beast is getting a prequel series. Again, keep in mind, live action with Luke Evans and Josh Gad. Oh, man. So it's going to be an back. entire show about Gaston. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so cool. I can't. Gaston is my favorite character, uh, at least in Beauty and the Beast. Are you going to sing it? Uh, not right now. You'll, you'll sing it. Eventually. Uh, Swiss Family Robinson is, is getting a series. Every last inch of me's covered in hair. Oh, sorry. Swiss Family Robinson is getting a series. <laughs> <laughs> Percy Jackson and the Olympi- Olympians is getting a series. Now, I remember when they announced this. Um, sorry, I'm still laughing from the last thing. Um, I remember when they announced the Percy Jackson and the Olympians and that they were doing a complete reboot on the series because the movies didn't do all that well. I'm interested in seeing how they do this and if they do it well, because Percy Jackson is a very good book. Um, So I'm interested in seeing how they translate this again in a way where it's not campy and it's not trying to like really follow the the Harry Potter formula. Like I want them to do it in a way where, you know, they take the content seriously. I think it was a good alternative to Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. It was that um, young adult style, you know, movie series. I liked it. The first one was okay. I mean, yeah, the, 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 right. okay. the problem that they had was that they were trying too much to be Harry Potter. Yeah. They had like the same kind of like color scheme, the same vibe. I want to see them do their own thing and make it like its own thing so that it's separate from Harry Potter. Yeah. Yep. Three Men and a Baby is getting a reboot with Zac Efron. <laughs> oh, man. Ice Age, Adventures of Buck Wild. So Ice Age, it was originally like a, uh, a fox Movie series. Right. Now it's coming over to Disney Plus and it's going to have Simon Pegg in it. (laughs) Okay. It's time to get Buck Wild. So in more crossover news, Night at the Museum is getting an animated film with Sean Levy on board to produce. Nice. Cheaper by the Dozen is getting a remake with a kind of updated multiracial family situation with Gabrielle Union. No. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. G- Gabrielle Union was a uh, admittedly a crush of mine when I was younger. So <laughs> yeah. And then probably the 
biggest news coming out for Disney Plus, as far as like non-Marvel and non-Star Wars, Hocus Pocus 2 yes. was officially announced and is going directly to Disney Plus. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, the Sanderson sisters, man. <laughs> I was actually just talking the other day about Kathleen and Jimmy and how she, uh, she plays Peg Hill on King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. And just how... I don't know. Her character is going to look really different because she's lost a lot of weight since she played the Sanderson sister back in the day. Right. But I mean, it's going to be interesting to see the three of them all back together as uh, the Sanderson sisters again. That It'll be fun. I love that movie. Yeah. It's such a good movie. So last up, we got a couple different series coming out of like uh, Disney Plus. So one, we have a Mighty Ducks series coming, which they showed a little bit of. Quack, 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 quack. Okay. Okay, we're done on that. So in Pixar, we're going to get a couple Pixar shows. So Doug Days is a new series with the dog from Up. Hi there. Yeah. I'm Doug. I love you. So that'll be fun. So it's going to be a spinoff of the movie and Doug trying to learn what it's like living in suburbia with Carl's. And that's coming in the fall of 2021. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be good because Doug is such squirrel. a great character. Squirrel. Hi there. Um, he's he's such a good character. Did squirrel. You, did you see the uh, live action Doug in the park? No, uh, I didn't see that one. Okay, check it out, man. Uh, on YouTube, it was um, it was the inspiration for the Pixar in real life. Oh. And what happened is, you know, a bunch of uh, engineers at Pixar put a collar on a retriever and set him off in a park and then started talking through the bark collar. Oh, we got to post that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I'll, know that. I'll find it and I'll post it up. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. My name is Doug. I have just met you and I love you. So lastly, on the Pixar front, Cars is getting a, a new series. How many do they already have? Because don't they have like 30,000 movies about Mater? Yeah. So they have three <laughs> official like films and then they have a bunch of shorts with Mater. Like a ton of shorts. Like over a dozen shorts yeah. from Mater. All we know is that it's going to have Lightning McQueen and Mater almost like buddy-buddy cross-country road trip type things. And that's coming in the fall of 2022 directly to Disney+. Plus. Okay. I mean, Disney is going all in. All in. So that's all we have for Disney and Pixar. Speed. I am speed. Let's move on to Lucasfilm. So uh, we got a couple. Here's where it gets big. This is where it's going to start getting crazy. Yeah. So we got a couple big ones. So we talked about the Willow series coming. Mm-hmm. So that's returning with John Chu directing the film, and it's going to be starting shooting in Wales next year. Okay. So that's we're gonna... fitting because that kind of like swampy yet like foresty feel. Yeah. That's what we want out of Willow. So that's that's cool. I'm again. I'm 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 excited for this. Yep. Yep. I love that Warwick Davis is coming back. Yeah. I bet we're going to get a, a ton more news slowly dripped as mm-hmm. we learn more about this show. Yeah. Because that one's like coming out. I bet it's going to be coming out fairly soon. Again, to Disney+. Plus. I'm not sure if this is going directly to Disney+, Plus, but the big thing at a Lucasfilm besides Star Wars is Indiana Jones is coming back. Don't call me Junior. I don't think it's going to be planned for Disney+, Plus, but I think their contingency is going to be, if it can't be in theaters, they'll put it on Disney+. Plus. This is a big deal. Huge deal. So Harrison Ford is returning for what they're calling the final Indiana Jones film. Right. And we have James Mangold is confirmed to be directing the final film, and it's currently in pre-production. 
Yeah, I, I think Mangold is a good pick for the director because Mangold does really well with adventure films. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to do well for with Indiana Jones. Yep. Production starting next year, 2021, and it should be out in either theaters or Disney Plus or a hybrid of both in 2022. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Now we get to the big stuff. Wait, should I put a... I'm going to put a soundbite in yeah, here. Yeah, put something in here. No, wait. Excuse me. Execute order 66. Oh, that's a good soundbite. All right, guys. So there's a lot going on here. I'm going to try my best to stay quiet, but we know that I can't. So let's try. Go for it. But we're nerding out on the inside. I'm nerding out all the time. I'm going to nerd out 5,000 times more right now. I'm going to nerd out on the outside. Nerd! Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. All right, so the Mandalorian series, we're loving it. We're about at the last episode. Season three was announced, and it's coming December of 2021. As, As always, I can't wait. I know. We got a full year. Ahsoka Tano series, which was announced, it's going to be set in the timeline of The Mandalorian. So we know it's going to be Rosario Dawson. This version of Ahsoka Tano, not the young version, set during the timeline of The Mandalorian. And it'll be helmed by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Which means it's going to be amazing. So I, I have no opposition to this whatsoever. So one of the newer series, and I did not see this coming. I still don't know much about this. But there's a new series that they announced coming to Disney Plus called Star Wars New Rangers of the Republic. So is this Power Rangers, but for Star Wars? Morphin' time! <laughs> I have no idea. Well, this is the thing. It's going to be a show run by John Favreau and Filoni. So again, it's genius. Right. But think about what they do. They do like this Western spin on things. So think of a ranger, you know, in the old West. It's probably going to be like... So Walker, Texas Ranger? Walker, Texas Ranger, like (laughs) sheriffs or like law enforcement, you know, over the the Republic or the New Republic. Well, we know that the the New Rangers of the Republic itself are going to be uh, a lot of those um, fighter pilots that we've been seeing, a lot of the the X-Wing pilots that we've been seeing. So in reality, I'm making jokes, but that's kind of what it seems like they're leaning towards is it's going to be getting into more of these uh, X-Wing pilots that we've been seeing sporadically through the show. So do you think this is going to be like a, uh, have we seen people from the new Rangers of the Republic in the Mandalorian already? I'm pretty sure Dave Filoni is going to be a character. Probably. Like we got Ahsoka Tano series as a spinoff of the Mandalorian. Is this going to be a spinoff from the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think two characters that we've seen so far, I'm pretty sure we are going to see Dave Filoni's character more in the show. I also think that we are going to get the character that Cara Dune met that got her to uh, switch over to the Republic. The other X-Wing pilot. The other X-Wing pilot, the guy from, uh, I think she called him Red or she called him Blue, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That guy, I think, is going to be involved as well. I think it may go a little darker. I think we've seen characters in The Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. but I think it'll be like the Ming-Na Wen character and the Bill Burr character. So that's Fennec Shand, or Fennec Shand, I should say. Fennec Shand. And Migs Mayfield. Because both of them, you know, left for dead. Now they're just like wanting to do what's right in the world. A little bit of a code of honor. They both hate the Empire. Yeah. Right. And think of it. Is this going to be like the suicide squad of Star Wars universe? That's interesting, man. We're going to have to wait and see. I I think there's more to these characters than just some spots on 
this season of The Mandalorian. Right. Especially with people as big as Ming-Na Wen and Bill Burr. Uh, I, I see that being... That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise-ass. Okay, next up, we got the Andor series. So this is the Cassian Andor series, you know, kind of um, a spinoff, or actually a prequel, I should say, of uh, Rogue One, since we know what happens at the end of Rogue One. Spoiler alert. So this is going to be... a red shirt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is going to be a spy thriller, and it's going to explore tales filled with espionage and... And daring missions, so it's going to be kind of boots on the ground, kind of the underbelly of Star Wars. I think it's kind of cool to see what agents of the Rebellion actually are, because right now, the way that it is, it's very black and white, and you have, you know, you assume that agents of the Rebellion are the good guys. I think we're going to see more of someone like Cassian Andor, who kind of does what he has to do right for the rebellion right because again uh spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen rogue one he does essentially sacrifice a man at the beginning of the movie yeah that was crazy i think that uh cassian is one of those guys that rides the gray line and my hope is that we get more k2so yes oh my gosh with alan tudyk that's right alan tudyk he's um been in a ton of different stuff man uh if you guys haven't watched doom patrol the first season he plays the main villain he's a uh, negative man such a good character or uh, another big one is going to be dodgeball he plays steve the pirate mm, okay Hater. well you know i was watching harley quinn he's in harley quinn he plays the joker yeah yeah he alan tudyk is everywhere man and he's such a good actor he was the ai in the tick yes i was just thinking about that one. yeah he he has been in so much and he's such a good character actor like everything he plays is just perfect i don't think there's ever been a role that i think alan tudyk has ever played that he wasn't good at right and i loved him as k2so that little bit of sarcastic like dry humor from a droid that was great right congratulations you are being rescued Please do not resist. I'm looking forward to this Andor series. It comes out 2022, and Kathleen Kennedy also mentioned it will have 12 episodes. So I'm not sure if this is going to be like a limited series or what, but it'll have 12 episodes. So it'll be interesting. As as far as we know, we don't know if it's going to be a limited series, but I mean, if it's good, I'm more than willing to have a second season. But I mean, it's also on the end of what kind of story do they want to tell? How far ahead of time do they want to go? Because, I mean, look at um, Watchmen, right? Mm-hmm. Watchmen was such a good series and it was meant to only be that one yeah. uh, season. So we're going to tell this contained story and that's it. Right. Okay. The big news. Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming to Disney Plus. It'll start filming in March of 2021. Hello there. The big news is that Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader in the series. I don't like sand. I'm happy to see that he's getting a second chance. I am not a big fan of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. I felt that he was too much of a whiny child and not enough of a dark, demon-ridden, kind of just, you know, somebody who was driven to darkness. Tormented. Tormented, right. Because uh, the best portrayal of Anakin so far was Matt Lanter on The Clone Wars. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But this is what's great about what they're doing with Clone Wars, what they're doing with Rebels, Mandalorian. We're not telling two-hour movies anymore. Right. We're telling these long-form stories of Star Wars. Right. So you may get this 
tormented soul of Anakin Skywalker, portrayed by Hayden Christensen. And that's where I'm happy to see him get a second chance, because I think he knows what his pitfalls were in the in the prequels. And I think that this is a good chance for him to redeem that character and play that character in a way where he can be more believable, right? And, and the best part is he's not standing in front of a green screen and has nothing to work off of. You know, that's actually a really good point. Like, the filming process is completely different now. Right. Especially with the volume that they're using on on The Mandalorian. So, yeah, you're right. This may be interesting. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think he's going to be great in that he can interact with his environment. So, I'm I'm happy to see Hayden Christensen back as Vader to give him a, a chance again. Uh, what I really want to see is more Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, I'm excited. He was the only saving grace of those of those prequel movies. How dare you? How dare you? Okay, moving on. So, speaking of Clone Wars, in season seven of Clone Wars, we got introduced to the Bad Batch. Yes, they call themselves the Bad Batch. So they're this um, elite group of clones that are all slightly altered in different ways. It's it's a trip because you already have clone special forces. Right. Right. So art troopers are a thing. Right. And art troopers are the most badass to take it a level above the art troopers. Now you have the bad batch. And not only do they have their inhibitor chips taken out because that's how art troopers are as good as they are. On top of that, they have I guess they call them deformations that make them specialists in their field. Right. right? So this would be like the equivalent to tier one operations in the military. Yeah. So they actually have a pretty good arc on season seven of Clone Wars. So make sure you go back and and watch that. But then we're going to follow the Bad Batch as Order 66 happens. Order 66. And you mentioned that they don't have their inhibitor chips. Right. So what happens to these clone soldiers who don't have the chips and they don't have to follow Order 66? What's going to happen? This will be interesting. Especially when they're kind of like elite mercenaries like they are. Like, what do they become? Right. And they're slightly separated from the rest of the clones. So are they going to be seen as enemies to this new empire? And are they going to have to fight their own brothers? Right. The other big thing is uh, by episode four, they don't exist. Oh, good point. So it's kind of to see where they go. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Or even if they do exist, but they like work in the shadows and they work in the background, you know, maybe they become trainers for the rebellion. And honestly, that goes for all the clones, Mm -hmm. all the soldiers of the army back then. What happens before the empire comes? Yeah. Not to get too far into it, but I'm expecting to see Captain Rex. So at some point in the live action series that we have, especially because tomorrow Morrison is back and he can play Captain Rex. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. So another Star Wars series announced, Star Wars Visions. And this is an interesting take because it'll be like an anthology series offering like new approach to Star Wars. So I don't think this is new storylines. I think it's retold storylines, but like in an anime fashion. I'm interested in seeing this because I would love to see Star Wars as an anime. It's already kind of built in a way where you can make it an anime. Mm -hmm. imagine seeing vader as like vegeta yeah right (laughs) right that much more epic yeah he's just sitting there throwing like final flashes at people final flash oh how cute he named those yeah this will be cool this will be cool so i think it's just going to be like reintroducing star wars to like a new generation of anime fans right so, By the way, I think it would be more akin to Cowboy Bebop than yes, than like 
of Dragon Ball Z. But yeah. and we're getting this next year on Disney Plus. I'm kind of excited to see what they come up with on this, and I also want to know what animators and what um, anime houses that they're going to be going through on this. Yeah, because you know, like there's different styles from like Funimation to a Ghibli studio. You know, I bet they're going to start re- releasing that info slowly as because we're getting it next year, right? So they're gonna they have to be working on it right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. In big news. Lando Calrissian is getting his own limited series on Disney+. Plus. This has so much intrigue because they announced it but didn't say anything about it. And that makes me so much more interested in this. I know, right? Like, are we getting Billy D? This deal is getting worse all the time. Or are we getting Donald Glover? You really have a bad for the Falcon, don't you? Like, who who are we getting in this? We have no idea. It's they killing said, me, man. In In perfect Lando fashion. By the way, I got a series. Peace out. That, that's exactly what happened. It's like, okay, we know that Billy D. Williams is still playing Lando Calrissian because he was in episode nine, right? right? But then everybody has been wanting more Donald Glover. Donald Glover played such a good Lando Calrissian in Solo. We want more of that. I want more Lando Calrissian by Donald Glover. I think he emulated Billy D. in such a way that he out Billy D. Billy D. Williams. <laughs> that's good. And we know that's all we know. We know yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. Is this during solo time, after solo time, you know, Cloud City? No idea. And it's also a limited series, so that means that it may only go for one season. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest drop of inf- information. I think what it is is that they greenlit the concept, but they still don't know what direction they're going in. Mm. You know, like I think they were just like Lando Calrissian. Yeah, we want to do a Lando Calrissian show, but yep. they like never got an idea of what is happening. Right. And another mystery series, we have Star Wars The Acolyte coming. But this we know a little more about. Give me something on The Acolyte because I didn't know anything. Yeah. So uh, it takes place at the end of the High Republic. As far as we know right now, it is going to be a female lead character and it is going to be essentially the rise of the Sith. Right. So this is going to be a show that is centered around the Sith. This is the first time we're getting a show that is focused on a Sith character rather than being a light side Jedi or something like that. Like we're looking directly into the dark side. Right. I'm hoping we get some Korriban. I'm hoping we get some Mustafar like we get. Uh, kind of like the hotbeds of uh, Sith culture. Now, the fact that the show is called The Acolyte, I'm hoping that the main character is a Sith Acolyte. If you don't know the hierarchy of the Sith, right, you have the rule of two, mm-hmm. which is uh, the master and the apprentice, right? You always have one master and one apprentice. And the job of the apprentice is to kill the master and become the master, then take on an apprentice. So nobody within Sith culture can be a Sith Lord, Unless they are one of the two. Right. 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 Acolytes are going to be your average kind of like, you know, Sith adepts, right? They're going to be your force adepts. Um, so your so equivalent like followers. Kind of, right? They're, they're going to be your equivalent in the Sith Empire to your Jedi Padawan. Oh, okay. Right. You know, they're not quite masters. They're not quite Jedi Knights, right? What they are are uh, force adepts that essentially go out and do the bidding of the, the apprentice. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe this is going to be like how an acolyte rises to become a Sith Lord or something like right. that. Right, so. because that's the whole thing is Sith acolytes, their whole reason for being is to kill the apprentice so they can become the apprentice, so they can take on the mantle of the apprentice. The The whole culture around the Sith and the rule of the two is supposed to be survival of the fittest and it's supposed to be the strongest survive. 
right? So if it's kind of one of those things where if you want that position, then you need to take that position. When what is the era of the High Republic? So the High Republic is supposed to take place about 300 to 100 years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay. So that is, and for those who don't know the Battle of Yavin, if you're not a Star Wars fan, Battle of Yavin was literally the beginning of episode four, right? So when episode four takes up, that is the tail end of the Battle of Yavin. With that happening right there, uh, it's again, this takes place 300 years before the Battle of Yavin. So we are in an era where the Republic was uh, at a completely peaceful time. The Jedi were peacekeepers in the galaxy. You kind of have raiders that are going around the galaxy, but this is also going to be the first on-screen adaptation during the High Republic. Right. Because everything so far has been books and comics. Right. So this is going to take place the final days of the High Republic. So you were saying like a hundred-ish years? Right. Uh, supposedly what they're saying, uh, this era and this time where the show takes place is also supposed to be the time where Plagueis takes power. Oh, right. So that would be cool to kind of see more of Darth Plagueis, um, and kind of how he comes into power. So that way we get more background on Darth Plagueis before the whole interaction, before he takes Sidious on as a, uh, apprentice. What if the acolyte is Sidious? Well, supposedly Sidious isn't alive at this point. Oh, okay. So Sidious hasn't been born at this point because Sidious killed Plagueis when he learned how to elongate his life. Oh, okay. And supposedly he killed Plagueis uh, somewhere around the Clone Wars. Oh, okay. You ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? So the last piece coming to Disney Plus from Star Wars is a droid story. We're getting a series about droids? Yeah, we've had series about droids before. So this is going to be an animated movie coming directly to Disney+. Plus, uh, and it's going to be like a journey of a new droid hero guided by, of course, R2-D2 and C-3PO. Of course, let's cash in as much as we can, right? Well, we haven't heard much of them. They didn't have a big part in the... Uh, in the new trilogy. In the sequels. I mean they they kinda did, but it wasn't it wasn't the, the role that they had in the originals. They weren't no sexy BB eight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely at all. R two was sleeping at for you know most of the movie. Come on now. <laughs> hey, he had the star map though. Yeah. Way to step up, R two. Thanks. Right. Thanks for waking up. And apparently C three PO lost an arm and got a red one. So Yeah. And then got the other one back. No big deal. Yeah. We won't talk about that. Okay. In film news. Uh, we have two new Star Wars movies coming, and one will be directed by Taika Waititi. Do you want to develop an app? Taika Waititi is the man, and I'm interested in seeing anything he yeah. directs. And we already had some Taika in Star Wars, so he played IG-11 in right. The Mandalorian. To nurse and protect. So season one. And he directed, I think, one episode, right, of The Mandalorian. So I'm excited. I love Taika. And we all know Taika from Thor. Right. He directed um, Ragnarok. Yeah. So all that funny. And he was Korg. Hey, man. We just steal the ship. All, the, come? all that like little bits of, of funny from Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> all I can think of now is him running around in circles and going, hey, piss off, man. Piss off, ghost. He's freaking gone. <laughs> all, all that funny from uh, Thor is is going to be in Star Wars, so I'm yeah. super excited. I can't wait. So in the in the biggest film of Star Wars news, we're getting Patty Jenkins from Wonder Woman fame will be directing Rogue Squadron. Guys, I don't know if you know how big of a deal this is. One being that she's a female director that's getting a chance to direct a Star Wars movie. 
The other big thing is that if you don't already know, Patty Jenkins stepped away from Thor The Dark World, which is still panned as one of the worst Marvel films. Uh, But she was originally supposed to direct that movie and they didn't have faith in her, so she stepped away. And from there, she made Wonder Woman. And now she's getting ridiculous reviews for Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman 84, you know, before the movie's even out. And, uh... Obviously, Disney was like, oh, we messed up. Let's give her a Star Wars movie. We found a way to get her back. It's almost like they gave her whatever she wanted. Yeah. Like, whatever you want to do, we just want you to be back. Yeah. And they gave it Rogue Squadron. And then she has some kind of, I think her father was a pilot. Yeah. Or something like that. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to do Rogue Squadron. They're like, sure, do whatever you want. But I mean, the big thing is it's Rogue Squadron. Like, if you are a gamer from the 90s at all. You know what Rogue Squadron is. You you played Rogue Squadron on, on a PC at some point or something like that. Uh, as crappy as the graphics were, I mean, you're flying around as Luke Skywalker and Wedge Antilles. Like, that right. is amazing. This will be an original story inspired by the books and the games. So not a direct adaption. Mm-hmm. So this will be interesting how they spin all that. Because there's been a lot of content, right? Right. In the past about the Rogue Squadron. Right. So, and like you said, it's got Luke Skywalker, Wedge Antilles flying through the galaxy in different eras, right? So we don't know when this is going to take place. Right. Uh, I think it would be cool if they kind of ran around different timelines and kind of seeing kind of like the evolution of Rogue Squadron. Uh, But again, my ideas mean nothing. And I think that Patty Jenkins has amazing ideas. Again, the things that she came up with on DC's side, I'm excited to see what she's going to do with Star Wars. Right. So the games take place during like the original trilogy. Correct. With Luke and, and Wedge. But the books take place like after Jedi. Right. So do we get to see like a new version of Luke? Do you think we're going to get like Sebastian Stan to come back? I was just going to say uh, that's what everybody's going for. Like if you see the doctored pictures of Sebastian Stan, he looks just like Luke Skywalker. Especially Luke after episode six. Yes. And he, he, he fits the mold so perfectly. I think if they can get Sebastian Stan to come out and play Luke Skywalker in Rogue Squadron, I think they're going to hit it out of the park. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So they have a ton of content. We'll see where this leads. This is going to be for a big time movie, especially getting Patty Jenkins and kind of rebooting some Star Wars in, in a new way. I think this is going to be amazing. Right. I agree. So it's coming December 22nd. 2023 so we got three years yeah i'm ready for it already you know my body is ready for patty jenkins and star wars and that's all the star wars news that came out of investors day guys if you think that we have talked too much as it is brace yourself yeah we're halfway there people marvel We're finally getting back to the MCU. WandaVision is like three weeks away. I couldn't be more excited for this. Yeah, new trailer came out. The trailer was pretty awesome, and uh, it it made me excited for the show. So I'm happy that we're getting more Marvel in about three weeks. Yeah, it's going to be good. So we got a ton of trailers on the Marvel front. So we have a trailer for probably one of the shows I'm most excited about is What If. If you didn't read the comic books at all, what If is such a great series because what they do, uh, essentially Uatu the Watcher, kind of gives you alternate storylines of what if 
this character was in this lineup, right? Like one of my favorite ones was what if Deadpool was Venom? Oh, interesting. you know, uh, they also have like, well, the very first issue was what if Spider-Man was a part of the Fantastic Four? Oh, that's right. I yeah. Did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, what if is was a great comic series and it's finally becoming a great show and as it, far as what we can see. And it feels like they're pulling the exact same premise from the comics directly into the show. So we're getting Uatu, the Watcher. Right. In the show, and it's played by Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Wright. Yeah. So he was in Westworld. Hunger Games. Oh, that's right. He was in Hunger Games. That's good. And so we're getting a ton of a cast from the original MCU. Yeah, pretty much everybody who played a live-action character has reprised their role yeah. inside of the show. To include, and I'm kind of skipping ahead, but to include a final performance by Chadwick Boseman. Right. Which was, to me, is a big deal to see... Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther one more time, even though technically he's not playing Black Panther. Yeah. If you haven't watched the trailer, you got to check that out. One but. of the one of the storylines that they announced is that what if T'Challa was Star Lord? Right. One of the ones I'm excited for. Well, two of the stories that I'm excited for that they showed in the trailer is Peggy, yeah, becoming Captain Britain. Yeah, and I've see. I've been wanting to see Captain Britain. They've um, th- there's been Easter eggs for Cap- Captain Britain in the MCU. But the fact that they're making Peggy Carter Captain Britain, I think that is a great spin and move. The other thing that I saw in the trailer that I pretty much eked like a like a mouse, and I had I had to excite a lot of people about this Marvel Zombies. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, if you're not familiar with the Marvel Zombies comic books, they are a great alternate twist on the storylines and they're putting that in the what if show like they literally show captain america as a zombie and i'm excited fighting for this. the winter soldier or something right. like that yeah yeah did you also catch that so it was captain britain or captain carter whatever they're gonna call her mm-hmm. well, but she's also, gonna be captain britain captain britain mm-hmm. with uh her like sidekick and it's steve rogers yeah in some kind of like iron man looking suit yeah so that <laughs> That's a nice twist. Yeah. It'll be good. So Feige said it was going to touch on every single movie in the MCU. So it's going to be like 23 episodes. And it's just a spin on one little question. And if something changes, how does that affect the MCU? Right. So the first season of What If is set to premiere on Disney Plus summer of 2021. Oh, man. It's coming right around the corner. So in more MCU series news... We got a trailer for Loki. It looks a lot more serious, grounded, and badass than I thought it was going to be. This is going to be a weird series that takes us in in a whole new realm. Because they have Loki kind of hopping through time. And the last time we saw him was, was that Infinity War? Endgame? Mm-hmm. Where he, he got the Tesseract and he's like jumping through time and space and that sort of thing. But then we in the trailer, we see Loki kind of in handcuffs again. Imagine that. <laughs> But he's at the Time Variance Authority. Dude, the fact that they're bringing the TVA up at all, right? Um, This is obviously going to lead into Ant-Man and the Wasp. And the reason I say that is because the TVA has always been after Kang the Conqueror. Oh. So I think it's going to be kind of cool to see kind of like, you know, they're establishing the TVA and that there are laws about time traveling and then getting to Kang the Conqueror. So... The Avengers screwed it all up, and now the TVA is coming to fix things and fix this Loki problem. Yeah, I I think that we're going to get a tease of Kang the Conqueror at the end of the episode, uh, at the end of the series. Oh, that's a good point, since they... Oh, let's not jump ahead, because they announced a bunch of stuff. Okay, and so we got Owen Wilson in the show as well, and uh, we do not have a release date yet, but 
it's good news that they sent us a trailer. Yeah. Puny God. So we also got a little bit about Hawkeye. So right. we got Jeremy Renner reprising his role as Hawkeye. Now, I talked about this in the Nerdington Post. Uh, and I had a discussion, and a lot of people didn't really think about this. But the last time we saw Hawkeye, last time we saw Clint Barton, he was Ronin. Right. Right. I'm wondering, is he coming back directly as Hawkeye in the show, or is he starting off as Ronin and then slowly becoming Hawkeye again? Oh, like he's broken, and how does he... And how does he fix himself? And I think that Kate Bishop is going to be someone that is in his road to recovery. Oh, good point. And I think by the end of the show, it's going to be, I can't do this anymore, even though I have my family back and everything is okay again. This is too much for me, and I can't handle it anymore. And he gives the mantle of Hawkeye to Kate Bishop. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, I've been kind of sleeping on this series, but I think it's going to have good heart. Yeah. I like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. I think he plays a really good Clint Barton. I loved him as as Ronan. I thought that he was a great addition to Endgame and just the brutality that Ronan is willing to do. He captured that really well. Yeah. And I think that this is going to be kind of a road to redemption story and then also setting up Kate Bishop to be the next badass. Yep. Speaking of badass and newcomers, we have a new show called Marvelous Miss Marvel. Yes. Coming to Disney Plus. So we're going to get a proper Kamala Khan. Yes, exactly. So this is, so if you guys don't know, Kamala Khan uh, is Miss Marvel and she's one of the hottest new Marvel, kind of the next generation of Marvel heroes right. out right now in the comics. What's funny is if you can't relate to Miss Marvel, then I don't know if you've ever read anything about Miss Marvel. She is a superhero super nerd. Uh, she's a fangirl that ends up becoming an inhuman and gets powers and becomes Miss Marvel. And it's like you can't relate more to Miss Marvel as a character than you know, being a super fan that becomes a superhero. Yep, yep. And I I think they're going to weave her into a bunch of different stories. So this show comes out late 2021. In more MCU series news, She-Hulk is coming to Disney+. Plus. This is exciting. I don't know. Should we explain who She-Hulk is? I don't know exactly if they're going to do this, but... Oh, no. They said that they're going to do this. They said, so she is going to be Jennifer Walters. She is Bruce Banner's cousin. She needs a blood transfusion, and Bruce is the only one around that can give her the transfusion. He gives her a blood transfusion, and she becomes She-Hulk. Now, what I'm uncertain on is, is she going to be She-Hulk from the comics where she can't transform, and she's constantly She-Hulk? Or is she going to be able to transform the way that, that Bruce does? Right, Because Jennifer in the comics can't transform. She's, she's constantly in her green form. Uh, she always has her super strength. But what's funny about Jennifer Walters is she's a lawyer, Right. So it kind of becomes almost a comedy because she is the Hulk. She's a female Hulk trying to be a lawyer by day. (laughs) Right. Seven foot tall green lawyer. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. So it's going to be show run by Silicon Valley and Rick and Morty alum. (laughs) Jessica Gao. Okay. It is going to be the funny sitcom. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Jessica Gao is the one that is running the show. Jennifer Walters is going to be that giant awkward green monster that is a lawyer during the day that is going to be so funny so also kind of announced was mark ruffalo will be reprising his role as you know bruce banner which we've known for a while and we're also getting tim roth coming back who played abomination in the incredible hulk yeah that again i'm excited for i've been thinking for a while that we need to see more hulk characters in general the fact that we're getting abomination back by tim roth again i think it's going to be great do you think it's really mark ruffalo 
you think it's really the Hulk? Do you yeah. think it's really Tim Roth? Do you think it's really Abomination? Because the next series is Secret Invasion. Good segue, man. The production continues the storyline of Nick Fury and the Scroll Talos. Man, now that Disney has the rights to all the scrolls and they can do super scrolls now. Right. It's going to be so cool to see how they do this, especially with the way that they announced that the show is going to be kind of happening. Because, you know, we already know that in Captain Marvel, they established that the scrolls were a good, peaceful race. The way that they announced that this is working is that the scrolls that are going to be invading Earth are a rogue group from mm-hmm. Scroll. Mm-hmm. That alone kind of gives you more context on the characters and having super scrolls in the mix means that we're going to get these impersonators that also have matching powers. Yeah. Crazy. So last time we saw Nick Fury and, and Talos was um, Spider-Man right. far from home. Right. So we'll see what happens with that whole, they can go in so many different directions with this. Yeah. Uh, I, I really hope that they introduce Sword because at this point we know that Nick Fury's in space. Yeah. So it would make sense for them to establish Sword. Yeah. So Secret Invasion is expected to be released on Disney Plus in 2022. I'm excited. In Thor Love and Thunder news. Thunder! So we got some film news here. Yeah, it never ends. It never ends when we're not done yet. So we know... Thor Love and Thunder is coming, and we got Chris Helmsworth coming back, and Natalie Portman. Right. But the biggest news that came out was that they finally announced Christian Bale is in the film as Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, this this was a kind of a left field thing, and I think this is a great move. What is a God Butcher? Gore the God Butcher uh, essentially is a serial killer that kill that that specializes in killing gods. Oh, oh, okay, well. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, there was a run in 2014 of um, The Mighty Thor uh, where he is the main villain in the comic run and he is... Gore the, the God Butcher. Gore the God Butcher is. Oh, okay. And he is a phenomenal monster. So they're going to be ad- maybe adapting that. Yeah. Okay, cool. We also get Jamie Alexander who played uh, Lady Sif. She was also announced to be coming back in the film. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting to see Lady Sif to uh, come back because she's the only Thor companion that's still alive because everybody else died in Ragnarok. Oh, that's a... Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's also rumored she may be back in um, Loki. So maybe she'll be like the good guy in Loki trying to hunt down Loki. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, the only reason Jamie Alexander didn't come back for Ragnarok was because she had prior engagements and she was in a, a couple of other shows. Oh. Okay. So she, her schedule didn't allow her to come back for Ragnarok. Cool. So Thor Love and Thunder comes out May 6th, 2022. Noob Master. Yeah, Noob Master 69. So one of the biggest stories to come out, and I did not see this coming. Maybe I'm just too, like, pessimistic on the news we're getting and not going to get enough, but... Disney, I'm not Marvel, pessimistic on this at all. They went crazy with this. So Kevin Feige announced that the company is working on a new Fantastic Four movie set to be directed by Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home director John Watts. It's clobbering time. I don't think there's anybody else in the world that can handle Fantastic Four as good as the man that made Spider-Man perfect. No kidding. Did you see the logo? Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, so this is happening. This is for real. Like, Feige said it, and we saw a logo. So other than that, there's like no information besides, hey, it's coming. No release date, no cast, no anything. And I'm 
I, I, I don't even care. The fact that I, we're going to get the first family is a big deal for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't care either. As long as I know it's coming in. This makes me hopeful because they announced that. That means we are going to get Dr. Doom at some point. Uh, we are going to get Galactus, you know, things like that. Because I think they did mention that Galactus is going to be the next villain after uh, Kang. So, I mean, I'm excited for this, though. Yeah. We're getting Marvel and going in so many different directions. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's time or space or, you know, spy espionage stuff. So, it's really interesting. In another direction for Marvel, we have armor wars coming i again excited for this mainly because growing up i was a huge war machine fan so i love that they're doing a series that is going to be uh centered around centered around war machine i believe that don Cheadle does a really good job as that character and i think that he deserves that spotlight yep and we kind of saw the idea behind this happen already in, in the iron man films but it's like what would happen if like you know Stark's Iron Man technology got into the wrong hands. Right. Sort of thing. I'm hoping we see a Norman Osborn Iron Patriot. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Because we got Iron Patriot in the second movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, but again, getting the justice of actually, now that we can do Norman Osborn, do a Norman Osborn uh, Iron Patriot. Oh, that's a good point. And just cross over all over the place. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. That's good. So I've heard that some of this is speculation that this is like a, a backdoor pilot for who you mentioned in previous episode is is that they're going to be featuring Riri Williams. Ironheart, yes. So give me a little bit about Riri. Riri Williams is a 16-year-old MIT graduate that reverse engineers Tony Stark's armor and makes her own iron kind of Iron Man-esque armor and go, starts going by the handle of Ironheart. She, in the comic books, Tony takes her on as a protege because he's so impressed by her intelligence that he's like, okay, yeah, so I'm going to bring you on and you're going to be the new Iron Man. You're going to take my mantle. Now, now that Tony is is gone, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Endgame, uh, now that Tony is dead, it's going to be interesting to see how they write in Riwi in a way where it makes sense. Right, right. Like, um, maybe, you know, War Machine, Don Cheadle, maybe he needs that, like, super smart technology person. Maybe this is him finding Riri, and, like, they just start partnering up. I kind of just want to know who discovers Riri, because I don't feel like, I don't feel like they're going to give that to War Machine. I think War Machine is a little more brutal of a character by comparison. I want to know, like, is it going to be Shuri that finds her? Mm, Interesting. I want to know what intelligent character in the MCU is the one that discovers Riri Williams. Yeah. Sounds like she needs her own series. Yeah. Because they announced Ironheart is getting her own series. So everything that young Phil just talked about, Riri Williams is getting her own series. Yeah. So the interesting part about this, we don't have a date or anything, but they're so far along, and this is completely undercover, there was some casting attached to the role of Riri. Yeah, Dominique Thorne. Yeah, I don't, I've never heard of her before, but Disney's going to make a star out of her. Apparently, she hasn't had very many credits, but they were so impressed by her audition that they immediately cast her as Riri Williams. So again, if they're impressed by her by that much, I, I can't wait to see her in action. It's going to be cool. So we're getting an Armor Wars series and we're getting an Ironheart series. So, you know, we're going to get more Iron Man type stories. Very cool. In weird out of left field MCU news, we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. What? I think they just, because they hit a home run with the Star Wars holiday, Lego holiday special. What? They're like, hey, mm-hmm. we can do this. Yeah. Let's do it. What? And why not with, you know, 
a comedy for the most part, Guardians of the Galaxy. So James Gunn confirmed Guardians of the Galaxy is getting a holiday special and it will be in MCU canon. What? Yeah, they're going to be filming or when they do principal photography for Guardians Volume 3. Give me a hell yeah! How cool is that? So the holiday special is scheduled to be released in 2022. And then Feige also confirmed that Guardians 3 will be released in 2023. No specific months yet, but we're getting back-to-back years of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's going to be great. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? So let's stay in MCU space, space news. We got uh, Captain Marvel 2 announced. Marvel also confirmed the teenage hero Miss Marvel... And now an adult version of Monica Rambeau will be in Captain Marvel 2. Nice. So we're going to get essentially three different Captain Marvels in the same movie. Uh, I'm sure they said that um, Monica Rambeau is not going to be coming in as Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. uh, She'll be Pulse. Right, right. But we are getting Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel in the movie as well. And like you mentioned before, so Kamala Khan starts out as like an uber superhero fan, I think. And I think Captain Marvel is her favorite like superhero. Right. So we'll get that series coming out, and it's going to be directed by Nia DaCosta, who also directed Candyman. Ooh. And we're I think we're getting also Sam Jackson back as Nick Fury, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos. So maybe this will get connected to the Secret Invasion storyline on Disney+. Plus, Which would make sense, because Captain Marvel was so embedded with the scroll at this point, I think that'd be a good idea. Captain Marvel 2 flying into theaters and maybe Disney Plus November 11th, 2022. Nice. So in one of the biggest news stories to come out of Disney Investor Day, um, probably would be the non-news coming out is that they're not going to recast T'Challa or Black Panther in the MCU. Right. So Kevin Feige, you know, the president of Marvel, said that Chadwick Boseman, who passed away earlier this year, um, will always be T'Challa, will always be the Black Panther. And they're rewriting the story, which was already finished mm-hmm. for Black Panther 2. They're rewriting it to make sure that they honor his legacy as T'Challa and the Black Panther. Right. Now, one of the things that they mentioned is they are not going to reveal what their plans are for the story. The speculation is that they're going to make Shuri Black Panther, but they're also saying that there's a possibility that they may go in a different direction. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in seeing what direction that they would go into. There uh, are a couple of characters that could take up the mantle of Black Panther. Problem is, is that they haven't introduced them into the MCU. Mm. So the one that would make the most sense would be Shuri, but it, we'll, we'll see. It's going to, it's going to be time for us to see what, what happens. Yep. Yep. So, and I think we're getting most of the original cast coming back. So we'll see what happens. And we're set for a July 8th, 2022 release. That's not that far away. Not at all. Could we all just wrap it up and go home? So we got a little bit more info on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. We got, we got some character confirmation. Yeah. So, so we're going to have uh, Hochi Gomez in the film, and she'll star as America Chavez. That's a pretty big deal. I've mentioned it in the past that we need more Latinx representation. We're getting Miss America who is America Chavez. She is a Latin American character. She's also a predominant LGBTQ character. It is a big deal to have that kind of representation coming Mm -hmm. in, especially because we haven't had very much representation before this. Right, right. 
I don't know much about the character, but um, I think she has she can like fly. Or yeah, like that. she can fly. She has super strength, things like that. You know, um, I mean, she's a pretty cool character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think they also mentioned that she can like travel through dimensions. I'm not sure if that'll come through with this, but like multiverse I, of madness. Yeah, why not? I I haven't actually read any of the stories where she's got that whole thing going. But I mean, again, I would admittedly say that she because she's a newer character. I haven't brushed up on her enough. Uh, and I probably should be brushing up on her even more. But yeah, apparently they're saying that she has uh, multidimensional powers, uh, which makes sense in something like the Multiverse of Madness. Right, right. right. Uh, the other big kind of reveal that they talked about was that the possibility of the the, the Spider-Verse mm. happening and being like the crux being the Multiverse of Madness. So you think this is like the uh, what breaks everything and, and starts making all these different universes kind of splinter into each other? Well, yeah, because Feige did confirm that this and WandaVision are going to lead directly into the next Spider-Man movie, which to me says Spider-Verse all the way, especially with all the news we've been getting about Spider-Man and you know everybody else being added to that and things like that. It actually came out today that Green Goblin's coming back. Oh, yeah, and so right. is the Sandman. Right. I mean, they're pretty much bringing back every character from both the amazing Spider-Man and the Spider-Man movies and bringing them into this. So I think they're doing a Spider-Verse where, you know, all these characters are going to meet, even if like these characters are only in there for like 10 seconds. Right. You know, we don't, we that's pretty much all we need. We just need that callback. Yeah, so I mean, between all the Spider-Man news that's happening with this and with uh, Hoshi Gomez coming in as Miss America, I feel like there's a lot going on. But at the same time, this is a very good like crux for the rest of Phase 4. Yeah, so we don't get Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness until March of 2022. But again, WandaVision comes out in a few weeks, so right. we'll see what happens as a... Uh, WandaVision kind of leads into the multiverse of madness. So we're about to start phase four. Yeah. Which one pointed first? Spider-Man pointed first. Obviously. Okay. The last bit of Marvel news coming out of the Investor's Day is they confirmed the third Ant-Man movie. And it will be officially titled Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. Oh, yeah, brother. Mania. 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 Oh, yeah. Also confirmed we'll have the villain as Kang the Conqueror, played by Lovecraft Country's Jonathan Majors, which we've talked about yeah. in a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I mean, that's pretty big news that the fact that they're uh, officially announcing it. Jonathan Majors is a great actor. I loved his character in Lovecraft Country. Such a good show. Yeah, uh, again, another show. If you have not watched that, you guys need to check it out. But his character on Lovecraft Country was, was really compelling, really good. But then taking that a step further and saying that he's going to be Kang the Conqueror, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with that character. Yeah, they're setting this up to be a villain that's going to be um, spanning multiple movies or multiple shows. He's not just a one and done right. villain. The other thing too, Kang the Conqueror, like him playing Kang the Conqueror, that dude looks like a comic book character. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, like if you look at Jonathan Majors in that show, he looks like a comic book character. Right, right. So this will be good. <laughs> Are we there yet? Woo! So that is all the Marvel news that came out of Disney Investors That's Day. That's all the news in general. Everything just dumped on you. Yeah. Nerds. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, this is way longer than we thought it was going to be. But it was worth it because getting all this Marvel, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Disney, Pixar news, I'm super excited. This is the way to end 2020 on a bang. This is the way. 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 
So guys, we had a lot of information that we covered this week. We wanted just we wanted to make sure that we got everything out to you uh, and explained everything that was going on with the investor meeting. We are going to extend the contest until next week. Um, so you guys got another week to tell us, you know, what you nerd out on and the things that make you nerdy and that you love. Yeah. Don't forget, you can DM us on Facebook or on Instagram, or if you want, throw us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. But don't uh, forget, tell us what you're nerding out on. We want to know. Right. Don't forget, subscribe, tell a fellow nerd, have something you want to discuss, tell us what you're nerding out on, and make sure to join our Facebook group, The Nerdington Post. Connect with us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Distance nerding and guys uh i forgot to mention we are gonna have an interview with a guy named gene freeman on sunday the 20th at seven o'clock it's gonna go live we're gonna be on youtube facebook live and on twitch uh our handle is also at distance nerding like it is on every other place that we go to just to give you a background on who gene is he is a action actor Uh, as far as who you guys would know him from he did the stunts for Grief Karga, for Carl Weathers himself. Yeah. So if you want to talk Star Wars, we're going to have somebody that was in Star Wars in The Mandalorian on the show. Right. So just make sure you uh, tune in for that. It's going to be a special live episode. Uh, and just remember, we do interact with our chat rooms uh, as much as we can. So make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, but we'll be going live on Facebook Live. Yeah. And Perfect. on YouTube and twitch perfect this is going to be amazing it's going to be great guys uh we'll make sure we have all the fun in the world and if you got a question or two send us those yeah send them in uh, if you don't send them in to us ahead of time just hit the chat and ask us while we're uh in the interview thanks everybody let's keep nerding together man uh i really need some tacos right now i could use a taco distance nerding With Taco Bell, in Charito, Burrito. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.